you might be facing, whether today you are in that dark, deep valley, man, God is right there battling with you. And this morning, when you come into a space like this and you, you've had the stellar week, you've been on, on top of the mountain and you're killing it, God is right there with you. You are surrounded by a heavenly father who loves you so deeply. And I'm so excited today for the words, for the message, for the, the worship that, that God has for us and that we can bring to him. So one more time, let's give him a shout of praise. All right. If you're here, you can sit down. Um, hey, if, uh, if we haven't met before, my name is uh, Brian Montague. I'm the executive director here at Redeemer, um, formerly known as the, you know, the artist formerly known as the youth director. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm so excited to be here um, and bring, uh, bring the word to you guys today. Um, but before we like jump into like message stuff, we got to have a little bit of fun because if you know me, I can't do this like stand still and I just, I gotta move and have fun. Okay, so we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Um, if uh, online, I want you to participate in this by, you know, you can write your, your, your comments in the chat. Everyone else here, you're gonna participate with a show of hands, okay? We're gonna have some fun, but we gotta do this right because I wanna start by talking about some things that you prefer, all right? We're gonna talk about your preferences. Um, and it wouldn't be like a church service if, we're, if we don't talk about coffee first, okay? So we're gonna, we're gonna get in our, what is your preference for coffee, and here's your three options, okay? Your three options, do you prefer coffee? Do you pre prefer your coffee black? Do you prefer your coffee with cream? Or do you prefer your coffee with cream and sugar, okay? And I know, nobody likes coffee with just sugar. That's like a weird, it's always cream and sugar, okay? So are you, are you in the black coffee camp, coffee with cream, or coffee with cream and sugar, okay? Black coffee, who prefers black coffee? Show me, show me, all right, put it in the comments. Here we go, okay, black coffee, great. How many of you prefer your coffee with cream? Coffee with cream, okay, that's my camp. I prefer my coffee with just a tip, just a little bit of cream. Cream and sugar, where's my cream and sugar people? Okay, all right, okay, that's good. All right, we're gonna do the next one, you guys ready? Okay, how, how do you prefer to exercise? And I know already some of you are thinking, X or what? Okay, exercise, all right? We gotta stay active, we're gonna be healthy. Um, prefer, how do you prefer to exercise? Do you prefer like in the, like running? I'll include like jogging or like fast paced walking, okay, in that too. Do you prefer running? Do you prefer weightlifting? Or do you prefer stretching, okay? Do you prefer running, weightlifting, or stretching, okay? Who prefers running? Running, okay, you, you guys are all crazy. I can't, running is not my cup of tea. Who prefers lifting weights? Weightlifting, okay, lift, yeah, doing, okay, great. And how many of you prefer stretches? Stretches, yeah, that's my camp, that's my camp. I like stretches, all right, stretching, perfect. Last one, last one. We're gonna talk about um, what is your preference for vacationing, okay? When you go on vacation, what do you prefer? Do you prefer camping in the woods? Do you prefer relaxing on the beach? Or do you prefer sightseeing? You gotta see everything, okay? We're gonna start here. Who prefers camping in the woods? Camping in the woods for your vacationing. Camping in the woods, okay, good. That's, that's a like, good Minnesotan right there. Camping in the woods. Who prefers um, relaxing on the beach for your family, for just your own vacations? Okay, that's most of us, nice. Okay, my relaxers. Who prefers sightseeing? You gotta go see all the things. Yeah, okay, that's me again too. I like to always be on the move. I like going places, nice, all right. Well, if you're, um, if you're new with us, if you haven't been around for the last couple of weeks, we are in uh, this series, this conversation that we're calling God is Bigger. And today, today I want to help you see that God is bigger than your preferences. God is bigger than your preferences. Okay, now I got a couple more questions. These ones are going to be rhetorical, so don't be looking at your neighbor, okay? Just give me a, like a nice little like, hmm, okay, if this is you, all right? 
How many of you know somebody who's stuck in their ways? <laughs> Don't look at the person next to you. I know that could get weird. Stuck in their ways. Mm, yeah, okay. How many of you know somebody who, whenever you go out to eat or whenever you order from the restaurant, they always get the same thing? Every time, without question, they will always order the same thing. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, don't look, don't look. We're good, okay. Why, why do we do this, right? Why, why is it that, that we get so stuck in, like, like we, we have our preferences, we have the things that we like, um, but then, like, it gets to the point sometimes where we refuse to try new things, right? Like, what, what is that in us? Like, that we just, we, we get preferences, and, and maybe even a little bit more to the point of where we're going today. What if, what if your preferences... We're keeping you from stepping into God's plans for you. Are you ready to go there with me? <laughs> All right. So this morning, we're going to be looking um, in, in the scriptures, in the book of John, um, and a conversation that Jesus has with a guy named Nicodemus. Okay? Um, and, and here's how this conversation begins. In John chapter 3, starting at verse 1, it says, There was a man named Nicodemus. He was a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. Now, after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus, and he said, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, if you're like a good church person, you go, oh, yeah, that's a good conversation. That makes perfect sense, right? And if you're a normal human being, you go, what is Jesus talking about? What kind of a weird response is that, right? Clearly, God sent you. Listen, unless you're born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. What? Like, they seem like they're two just completely disconnected things. And yet, when you read through the scriptures, this is what Jesus constantly does. Jesus, when people ask Jesus a question, he almost never actually answers the question they ask. Whenever someone makes a comment to Jesus, he rarely actually, like, responds in a normal way. Because he, what Jesus is doing here is, is Jesus' response is, is, is he's trying to help Nicodemus see something that he already thought he knew. Because what do we know about Nicodemus, right? Nicodemus is this religious leader, right? He's a Pharisee. And, and he, he's a guy who, who knows the scriptures, right? He's, he's like an educated dude, Nicodemus. He's, um, he's probably gone to synagogue his whole life. He's, you know, he te teaches on Sundays, right? He, like, he knows the scriptures. He knows how God speaks. He's probably familiar with all the Old Testament, the ways that, that God, God met with his people and did these miracles. And, and he, he probably knows how God works. Like, this, this is a guy who who knows kind of what he prefers when it comes to God. And, 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 and to the point where we're like, like he, he knows he's comfortable in his preferences. Nicodemus is somebody who, who he, 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 he was probably so settled in his preferences that, that his preferences became his policy. And preferences become a problem when they become your policy. You see, for Nicodemus, right? He, he knew how he preferred God to show up. He knew how he preferred synagogue to work. He, he, he knew how he preferred God to speak. And yet what Jesus is trying to help Nicodemus see here is that, that God, the kingdom of God, is going to look new. It's taking on a different shape. That something greater is coming. But you see, Nicodemus, he had his preferences. What about you? What are your preferences? Right? And, and we all have preferences, right? Uh, what, what about like when it comes to your family? Let's start there. What, 
what preferences do you have with your family? What about like family dinners? Do you prefer having family dinners where everybody can get together and sit around the table and have a meal together? Or do you kind of prefer to just everybody fends for themselves, right? What, 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 with, your, with your family, how do you prefer to vacation with your family? We talked about, you know, what you prefer, but when you vacation with your family, do you just like to do what you prefer or do you, do you prefer to do maybe what your kids want to do? Or if you go vacationing with friends, do you prefer to do what they want to do? What are your preferences with family? What are your preferences for work? Right? When you, when you work, what are your preferences there? Do you prefer to like, work by yourself, to just get your head down and, and just get stuff done? Or do you prefer to work on a team? You like to socialize, bounce ideas off people. You, you like to work in a team. Or, or are, you, are you the kind of person that likes to work fast-paced? You like fast-paced accomplishments. Or do you prefer the more slow-paced, the detailed, more methodical approach to, to success? What are your preferences for work? What, what are your preferences for church? Ooh, this is a big one for some of us. <laughs> what are your preferences for church? Do you, I mean, do you prefer to like come and sit like in the front or do you, do you prefer like staying in the back so you can make the quick exit, right? <laughs> what, do you, do you pref, what, what kind of music do you prefer at church? Do you, do you prefer singing hymns? Or do you, do you prefer uh, like the more contemporary kind of worship? Or, or do you prefer rap and R&B for worship? What about, um, what about like, the way that, that you dress or that other people dress when you come to church? Do you prefer that everybody come in their Sunday best or do you like, prefer showing up in your sweats and like, you know, sweatpants? You just show up like that. Clearly, you know what I prefer. <laughs> what are your preferences for church? You see, preferences are not a bad thing. In fact, preferences are part of what it like, makes us human beings, right? Like part of the human experience is having preferences, is to, to like certain things and dislike other things and like, but what happens so often is that, is that when, we, when we get into autopilot mode, we tend to just default to our preferences. You see, preferences can be great, but, but also sometimes what we do is that preferences, we allow them to become our policy. That now this is how things have to be done because that's just how they've always been done. Right? I, I prefer things done a certain way, and so I just, that, that's how they need to go. This is how I've always managed my finances. That's just, that's just how, how, how it works. But I always talk to people this way. That's just, that's just what I prefer. That's just who I am. Right? I've always supervised my employees this way. So it's, I don't have to change. That's just how I've always done it. This is how I've always dated which explains maybe why you're still single. <laughs> but that, that's how I've always done it, right? Why do I, why do I need to change? Like, I don't need to change. That, this is just the way that things work. And you see, what Jesus is trying to do here is he's trying to help Nicodemus see that, that Nicodemus, as long as he keeps doing what he's always done, he will never see what God is up to next. You see, Jesus, the way he puts it, he says, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this born again word, this born again, if you've been part of church for a while or like you've been familiar with like church language of the last decades, this like born again, you've heard this term before, being born again. Born again is one of those um, like Christian phrases that we use a lot of times. Like, like you hear somebody say, oh, you got to be born again. And what we mean by that is you got to have this event happen in your life. You got to have this event where you cross the line of faith and decide to start following Jesus, right? That's what it means to be born again. Being born again is about salvation. It's about, it's about stepping into this, the saving love of Jesus. And although that, that's like 
partly right. Being born again isn't merely an event. Being born again isn't, isn't merely about that first step into salvation. You see, being born again, being born again is, is more about this daily heart posture that you have with God. Being born again is, is more about a posture of your heart that says, God, wherever you're going, whatever it is that you're going to do next, God, wherever you're building your kingdom, I'm in. No matter what it takes, no matter what the cost, I'm in. To be born again. Now, why this is so important is because I think as, as followers of Jesus, as Christians, so often what we think is that Jesus, you know, Jesus calls us to make converts. So Jesus calls us to, to make people who, who, who are born again and then do whatever, right? But that's not what Jesus invites us into. In fact, when you look at the words of Jesus, Jesus invites us to follow him, right? He says, follow me. And you can't follow someone if you're stuck doing the same thing, right? Following someone, it, it means that wherever they go, you're going to go with them. Following someone requires movement. It requires going. It, it requires change. In fact, Jesus later will, will say things like, like um, I, I'm, I'm making all things new. I've come to make all things new. And again, things can't be made new when they stay the same, right? Uh, to, to, to be part of this movement of God, to become a follower of Jesus or to be a follower of Jesus it requires of us to posture our hearts toward change, towards transformation. Now, if you're here and you're, you're not a follower of Jesus, you're not a Christian, um, you're going to love what Jesus says next. Because, because for, for us Christians, what Jesus, Jesus is about to get into our business, okay? That, that's what's going to happen right now. Um, so in a, in a couple of verses later, later in this conversation, Jesus replies to Nicodemus. He talks to Nicodemus, and this is what he says. He says, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things? Right? You, you've been going to church for how many years? For how many decades and you don't get this? You don't understand? You, you've read through your Bible how many times? And you don't understand that this is how the kingdom of God works? You, you've been following me for how long and you don't get this? He says, I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things. And the sad truth is that this is the story for so many Christians. For so many of us. We've, we've gone to church for so many years. We, 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 we know that when we show up, that we, we can expect a certain thing. That, that we, we, you know, we, we have our certain preferences of, of how the service is laid out and how, how, how you know, certain songs will, will be a certain way. And, and, and you know, when the preacher comes up, there's a certain, you know, I kind of guess what they're going to say. And I, we've been doing this for so long and we've been, we've been stuck in our preferences for so long that, that when, when God wants to move, when God wants to carry out his mission, it's like we completely forget about it. That that we've been doing this for so long that it's like, it's like we think we know what God is about to do already. 
because we're so stuck in our preferences, we miss sight of the mission. You see, this is the story of Blockbuster, right? If you're familiar with Blockbuster, Blockbuster Video, right? That used to be on every street corner around America, Blockbuster Video. Blockbuster Video, when they first started, they were in the business of making sure that, the, that movie entertainment could be seen from the comforts of every home in America. Like that's, like, that's what their mission was. That's what they wanted to do. And so what did they do? Well, they created a model for that to happen. They, they, they started to rent VHS tapes. They started to rent DVDs, right? You remember that? You remember this? When, when you wanted to watch a movie, you would get in your car, you'd drive to the nearest Blockbuster, you'd look through their endless amounts of movies that they had there, pick the ones that you wanted, you'd rent them, go home, watch them, get back in your car, drive them back, and drop them off. And it was perfect. That this, this model of, 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 of helping people have entertainment in their home was perfect until the world changed, right? Until all of a sudden you could start streaming movies right from your TV. Until you could start watching movies right online. Until, until there, there started to be these little red boxes that you could just drive up to without setting foot in any store and you could just pick whatever movies you wanted. You could keep them for as long as you wanted. Right? You see, when the, when the movie industry began to change, Blockbuster was so set in their preferences that their mission passed them by. You see, for, for so many of us Christians, this is what I don't want to be your story. You see, Jesus, Jesus is in the business of connecting people to God. And you should be too. But if you're a follower of Jesus, this is our mission. It's connecting people to their heavenly father. You see, in Jesus, he will use whatever it takes to connect someone with himself. He'll, he'll, connect, he'll use whatever it takes. He'll use music. He'll use movies. He'll use, you know, entertainment. He'll, 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 he'll use, uh, you know, architecture. That he'll use random conversations with your neighbor to help someone be connected to God. That Jesus will do whatever it takes to connect someone to God. But, but for so many of us, for so many of us, we get so stuck in our preference, what, preferences, you know, what, what used to work, what, what, what feels comfortable, what feels safe. That when God provides an opportunity to connect someone with God in a different way, the movement of God passes us by because we're so stuck in our preferences. When I was young, um, when I was young, when I was like maybe three or four years old, um, I was a stubborn little kid. And man, let me tell you, I had my preferences. <laughs> uh, when, when it came to food, whether it was breakfast, whether it was lunch, whether it was dinner, um, I, I knew what I preferred. Um, and what I preferred was a bologna and cheese roll-up. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's a bologna and cheese roll-up? Let me explain. All right? A bologna and cheese roll-up is, is, is quite the complicated process, okay? So bologna and cheese roll-up. How this looks is you, you take a bologna, you take a little a bologna, um, and then you, you take your, you know, your, your, of course, your craft macaroni and cheese already prepackaged. You take your bologna, you take your, your cheese, you put them together. I know, th uh, ready? This is the hard step. You put them together, and then you roll it up. And that's a bologna and cheese roll-up, okay? And let me tell you, this, this was life to me. Like, we, if, as a little, this is what I preferred. I don't care what meal time it was, what snack time it was. What I preferred was my bologna and cheese roll-up. Life didn't get better than this, okay? This, this was heaven to me, my bologna and cheese roll-up. I could live off of these. Now, my parents were good enough to me that they, like, actually made me eat healthy food because <laughs> not so healthy. Um, but like, but if I had my, my choice, if I had my way, 
This is what I preferred. My bologna and cheese roll-up. This was heaven. Until one day, my dad introduced me to steak. <laughs> now, when I had this, <laughs> my life changed. My world was completely different when I decided to set my preference aside, my bologna and cheese roll up, and try a steak. Now, I can tell you right now, I have a new preference. <laughs> uh, my, but you see, I, I show you this, I show you this because, because for so many of us, this is our story, is that, that we get so stuck in our, our bologna and cheese roll up ways, and yet God, what God has in store for us is something that is so much better, that is so much bigger. It's so much healthier for you. You see, <laughs> yeah, I don't tell you guys laugh like that's healthy. You can feed like a, an army of people, my goodness. But you see, what, what, I, what I want you to hear, what I want you to know is that, that God, God invites us to new things. That God invites you to be part of a movement that changes. That, that, that when we're called to bring the kingdom of God to earth, that there's something so beautiful in this. But what, what it may require of you is to take your bologna and cheese roll-ups and set them aside for a minute. It, it may require of you to, to take some of the things that you prefer about God, the things that maybe you prefer about your friend groups or, or prefer about the way that you do things. It, it may require you to set your preferences aside for a minute so that you can step into something greater that God is inviting you into. See, for some of you, for some of you, God is, is inviting you into a greater level of generosity that you've never experienced before. For others of you, God is inviting you into a greater depth in your marriage. For some of you, God is inviting you into a, a deeper care for your employees. Maybe for some of you, what, what God is inviting you into is to mentor a young leader or to volunteer your time. For, maybe for some of you, what God is inviting you into is to get involved into this, this eliminating food insecurity that we're doing as a church. And, and, and part of that is this rise to the challenge where you can prepackage a meal, bring it here, and we're going to give meals to families who are in need. Full meals. And maybe what God is inviting you into is to try something new. Is to try something different. Something that's outside of your comfort zone. Outside of what you prefer. Because that's where God's movement is going to take place. Because that's how God is going to build his kingdom in you and through you. You see, this is what Jesus was trying to get Nicodemus to see. He was trying to help Nicodemus see that, that God, the following God is about a movement. That God, God will reach people and he's, he's, he will do it in whatever way is necessary. And, and for Nicodemus, the way that he knew God would work, the way that he knew God would move, God was going to do something new, something different, something that maybe Nicodemus didn't prefer. But he was trying to help him see that, that if, if, if he wants to be part of a movement, you need to step into what God is doing in the world. And not just in the world, but in your world. Because you see, God has these incredible plans for you. For you. And, and what's, what's so hard about this is that, is that in order to step into these plans, right, God, what does Jesus say? That, that if, if, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you need to be 
born again. You need to be born again. You need, you need to have a heart that is postured towards change, towards transformation. And change is scary, right? Change can be so scary because cha- change requires risk. And, and these, these are the questions we have to ask. That if, if God is going to do something, if God is calling me somewhere, what if it doesn't work? I mean, what, what if I lose everything? What if I look like a total idiot? What if, what if I step into this and it just blows up in my face? And the scary part is, it might. You might look like a total idiot. It might not work. It might completely blow up in your face. You might, you might lose everything. And you might be used by God to transform someone's life. See, the end of this conversation that Jesus has with Nicodemus, Jesus says this, he says, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned. But the son of man, talking about Jesus, right? Jesus is having this conversation. He says, he says but the son of man, me, has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up. He's talking about how he's going to need to be crucified so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. See, when I look at Jesus, and I try to put myself in his shoes, I don't think Jesus preferred to step out of the riches of heaven to come be part of a poor family here on earth. I don't think Jesus preferred that. I don't know that Jesus preferred to hang out with people who were sick and marginalized and couldn't, couldn't bump up his status in the world. I don't know that Jesus preferred that. I don't know that Jesus preferred to die in his young 30s in the most excruciating kind of way by being crucified. I don't know that Jesus preferred that. But what I do know is that Jesus knew his purpose. And he was willing to put his preferences aside so that he could live out his purpose. Our big God has big plans and a big purpose for you. But it may require you to set your preferences aside so that you can move with him as he builds his kingdom. My invitation for you is the invitation that Jesus gives us to be born again. That wherever God may be going, whatever God might be up to next, whatever way that God wants to build revival around the world, would you have the posture that says, God, I'm ready to set my bologna and cheese roll up aside because I know what you have in store looks more like this. It looks beautiful. (laughs) It looks delicious. Today, what I want you to know is that God is bigger than your preferences. So as you follow Jesus, would you move with him as he builds his kingdom in you and through you? Can I pray for us? Jesus, I thank you that you are not a God who just does what you want to do. But there are so many times you set your preferences aside so that I would have an encounter with you that is so much different than what I would have expected. Jesus, you are still in the business of connecting people to you. You are still building your kingdom and you want people like me, people like us, to be doing it with you.
God, right here in this place tonight, today, this week, would you, would you reveal the preferences that we have that are getting in the way of how you want to use us in the world? How you want to use us to connect people back to their Heavenly Father? Jesus, this is our prayer. Amen.